Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do you aspire to be an entrepreneur, to build your own business, to leave a legacy behind? If you want to know how to get started or if you're already on your journey and want some help on how to tackle the challenges you're facing, this show is for you. Here at Be Your Own Boss, we hear from entrepreneurs about their stories, some very practical tips and some inspiration. It's time to get started. Welcome to Be Your Own Boss. Think about this. The house you live in, the workspace you work at or run your business from. Have you ever thought if the building is safe enough? Just like we do health checkup to ensure that we are in good health, our buildings also need a health checkup. That's called a structural audit. And that's where Abhishkar consultants come into the picture. Our guest today is Srinivasan Mudaliar, the founder of Abhishkar Consultants, a company based near Mumbai, India. Srinivasan is a very good friend of mine, is childhood friend and uh, we call him Muggy among our friends. So Muggy, welcome to the show. Good to thank have you here. You. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Sachin. So Muggy, let's start with your uh, childhood, your parents, your siblings. What memories do you have about your childhood? So I was you know, uh, born and brought up in this place in Dombivli, which is near Mumbai. And all my schooling, college, everything was done here in Dombivli. Um, I have an elder brother, you know him very well, Balaji. Yeah. He's based in Pune. And my dad, he came to Mumbai from his native uh, before his marriage. Like he was a bachelor in Mumbai in 1973 or something. He uh, came here and he got a job in Indian Railways as a ticket collector. My mom, she's a housewife, um, did my schooling, everything over here. Did my uh, engineering, civil engineering from Tatamagi College in Airoli. Hmm. Uh, so this is basically, and, and there's nothing special, I would say, but it was a very normal, uh, ideal childhood or an ideal Indian middle-class family kid. What mm. we will have a childhood. That's all the childhood I had. Hmm. And uh, so your 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 dad is. Uh, I mean, he was working for the Indian Railways, and mm. mom was a homemaker. Was there an influence right at your childhood where uh, you felt like you know, growing up, you want to start your own business, or what were your aspirations when you uh, you know, growing up? What did you want to become? To be honest, um, at the bottom of my heart, till now. In a corner, it still says that I should be a soldier. I wanted to be in the, in the Indian Army. But, you know, uh, it's what we say that every parent uh, feel that their child should be a Shivaji. But, no, no. He should behave like a Shivaji Maharaj. But uh, mm. he should not you know, go into an army. So, I was not allowed. Like, I mean, you take up a job, you do your studies and all. So, little by little, that part faded away. And in the middle, I thought I should be a teacher. And then, no, no, teaching is not good because I don't like teachers. So I feel, <laughs> people will not like me as well. 
And then, uh, no, I had my cousin, like he's no more, uh, my eldest cousin. Uh, he was mm-hmm. here. Um, and he was also, uh, since his bachelor time, he was a part of our family. He used to stay with us. And he used to do work, uh, he used to work here. Uh, but I was a very little kid over that time. And by the time I was in college, that's the time he was like around his 40s and he went back to his uh, hometown in, in Tamil Nadu. And that he started his own business. So it was, uh, uh, you know, selling of shirts, and pants, all those things from their houses. So mm. they got some uh, shirts and pants from Tirupur factory and all, and they used to sell. So that is something, and and I I saw, and whenever I go to Native, I saw you know they have a good house and car and all. Okay, so business means you can do all these things, and then there's another cousin of mine. Uh, his name is Krishnamurthy. He is in Dumbivli. He also does you know uh, he is into oil trading, so cooking oil trading as well. So he also has a good house. He had made good properties and also these things. You know, insist uh, what it manifested in my mind. If we need to be uh, apart from others, we should be doing some business. So these are these people are businessmen, and that's the reason they are doing good in their life. Like they can have their big houses or cars or whatever it is, like materialistic things, which I yeah. saw at that mm. time, and which I know uh, any any college going person would aspire for that because. I was not having any two wheeler, or we were still uh, staying in a rented house, uh, one BHK rented house, and all. So that was my dream. Like, are these people are having good uh, these things, like monetary, uh, materialistic things in with them. Yeah. And the reason is they are doing business. So we should be doing. I should be doing some business at some point of my life, so that I can also have a similar life, like what they had when you know, I was in a, in my college days. Yeah. So you saw the uh, the people around you who mm-hmm. were running their own businesses, who were their own boss, and you realized that, okay, they, the, the material richness, the you know uh, riches that they have, uh, yeah. and you, you were able to connect the dots and say, okay, if you want to do something really big in life, you have to uh, get into and start your own business. Absolutely. Your own boss. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was the point when I was like, you know, and even I didn't know that people in job also do well, but I had never seen it. You know, uh, your friend circle or your parents' friend circle are the same people who of the same level or you can say the same class. So everything was similar. They also live in a rented house. They also go by second class and all those things like a typical every all our friend circle was just from the same middle class uh, type of family. But these people always stand out. No, mm. so that was the reason. No, there is something that business has which all these people don't have, and mm. I should be doing something in my life at any later point, uh, so that even I would be in a good position, so that my kid uh, or the future generation won't be feeling that. Nice. And uh, so you were you, you were doing your engineering uh, from Iroli. Mm. And um, so once you finished your engineering degree, you became an engineer. And then what mm-hmm. happened? You, did you? Yeah, uh, that was a fantastic story. Uh, I was you not know, placed. Uh, I, I got a company which came for campus interview and all. And got it placed. It was a French company named Fresinet. 
was a french company but based in uh, mumbai warli mumbai they did uh, they did all the bridge works so you know, the, all the road bridges and all so they were into that construction and i got placed there were two of us who got placed in that and when we went there on the day one they said hey, you have two options either you can go to west bengal or you can go to tamil nadu for a job and of course tamil nadu i cannot think of anything more as yes. a tamil nadu where in tamil nadu they said in trichy that's a book my tickets and, <laughs> and we both of us we have gone there uh, the people over there they are all from mumbai the entire staff it was, it was a bridge above kaveri nadi in trichy and uh, our job was to maintain the bridge it was like a repair part of the bridge wherein there are few suspension uh, like you know uh, shock absorbers below the bridge which mm. is lifted the bridge is lifted and the uh, shock absorber is replaced so that was the job of that company and we were there for like it was the job was for 6 months or so so when i went there i had the major advantage because i can speak tamil i can speak marathi and i can speak hindi which mm. none other can do over there everyone yeah. they working there were all maharashtrian they can speak hindi and marathi and the local language is tamil so i was the boss there everyone called me are hey please come here come here and please explain this guy that we want this we want this this is the rate and this is that and the best part was it was a village and the people in village uh are so they 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 have not seen the rest of the world so they are pure in thoughts they are pure mm. in their heart their love is pure and you know how i realized this uh because whenever i used to go somewhere from point a to point b or from outside to the place where i used to live the ticket conductor the bus conductor he never charged me and uh, when we went to you know have some uh, breakfast or we buy some uh, snacks and all the people don't charge me they say no 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 you were born in some place and you have come to our place to help us how we can charge you you are wow. you are like a angel for us so you born uh, like you know it's in tamil uh, the phrase goes very well yavanko pornave engeyo vandu engalkaga vaagara those words what they just you know said will never get out of my mind so mm. and these things i also feel when i see someone else you know from other state they come and work in our place in mumbai or anywhere this is what i feel as well you know these people have left their family they have left their house and come here so that we can be you know have a good we can have a good house or whatever work they are doing here so mm-hmm. that was the feeling which i got from that job but i quit that job for a reason uh, you know young blood uh, who want salary uh, money and all and because uh, i mean you know they they uh, it was like more than 2 months and i wasn't paid for even a single rupee and the day when they paid me it was in a small amount they gave me and i, I was like no uh, went to the hr and hit on his table and said the watch i am wearing is more expensive than the salary you gave and uh, remember that you are in my place i just give a whistle and you know, your office would be out of this city so this is what the dumpy <laughs> i gave them and ran off from there i came to uh, mumbai and resigned put the resign papers went home mm. Uh, and uh, did my uh, relaxing days those were my relaxing days just go and meet friends and all even my result was not out mm. but in august 2007 my results were out i was in 
proper B civil engineering graduate with first class. Okay, great. So now what next? Okay, so that's it. The railway, uh, you should fill form for railways and all so that you can get a job. I was never interested in going into any government job. I don't know why. Uh, there's one thing. Hmm. From my childhood, uh, there were few people like my cousins or my mom's cousin brothers. They were working in the Middle East. And for me, there are only three countries in the world. During, uh, till, till I would say till my... Uh, sixth or seventh, I used to think that there are only three countries in the world. One is India, one is Dubai, and the third is a foreign country. <laughs> so something okay. comes out of India, it's coming from either Dubai or a foreign country. So foreign is a country which I should be, or a Dubai is a country where I should be. And all my, you know, all my engineering days, I used to think Dubai, 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 Dubai. Even my friends used to, you know, if they get something related to Dubai, bag, postcard, anything, they used to come and give me. I also registered with a few websites. One afternoon, I got a call. They said, uh, there's a job interview for Dubai tomorrow. Can you please come? And, you know, I went for interview and the rest is still. Like, I went to Dubai for working. Hmm. Uh, I was in Dubai for three years with uh, it was a multinational company alec uh, i was in the construction of dubai mirdiv city center yeah, right from yeah. the foundation till handover and i did my shopping as well in that mall and i still have the shirt and trouser which i bought bought from that mall because so that mall i have seen a desert over there and i have seen a shopping you know i paid money to buy shirt from that desert part so wow. that has a strong uh, uh, position in my heart and uh, working there for three years, I moved to Qatar in 2010. There it was a French company, international French company, uh, contracting company. So, yeah. Maggie, when, when you were in Dubai and mm -hmm. you were part of this big project, you were mm -hmm. happy contributing mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. it was a proud contribution to the Maldiv city center of Dubai. Mm -hmm. um, and then what made you move to Qatar? Salary. <laughs> okay. there were many people who joined it was a new project and they selected many engineers just like me a fresher one uh, we were posted there but but due to some reason we can call it either you know office politics or whatever we say uh, favorism mm -hmm. or all the people who joined along with me were were in a good position after three years during the three years they got increment they were in a better position they got better projects and me in that Okay, yeah, the project got finished. I was sent to another project, but the uh, salary thing, it never increased to a single dinner. Mm. So that was hurting me day and night. Day and night. It, it, it dreams for you, right? The people who were with you, and now they are earning almost double of what you are uh, still getting. So that's that was the part I started searching for a job. And uh, luckily, my own manager, my own senior, who was also mm. from uh, Mumbai, he connected me. He said, Qatar jayega. I said, I, I have not seen Qatar. I mean, I have not seen a picture of Qatar as well. But I heard that it's a good place after Dubai. So maybe we can give it a try. He scheduled an interview for me with that company. And I did my interview and all. And then when I came back to my, uh, my home and I checked about that company, I saw it's one of the world's international leading contractors. And I said, oh my God, this is a huge company. Mm. And I got that opportunity as well. And I said, okay, now no, it's not looking back. 
I'm going to Qatar. Hmm. That's the reason I went to Qatar. Okay. So you now you are, you know, now you are in Qatar. You're working for this big company. How long mm-hmm. were you there in Qatar? Uh, I was there for six and a half years. I started mm-hmm. in September 2010. Mm-hmm. I was there till uh, same period like I think 2016 uh, April or something. Six years or so. Mm-hmm. I was there uh, in Qatar for six years. So when you were uh, working in Qatar for six years and before that in Dubai for three years, during these times, uh, you know, uh, did you have this feeling that you want to start your own business now, quit this job, and or did that stay in the back of your mind right from the childhood, or were you like focused only on the present? No, uh, in Dubai, I was focused only in the present. But when people used to ask me, when are you coming back to India? You know, my friends and all, they said, hey, okay, now you can come back. You know, there are mm. more opportunities and all. Then I used to say, no, no, no. I'm going to come back to India only to do business. I'm not working in India. If mm. I'm coming back to India, it should be that I'm, I'm my own boss. I'm not, I'm not going to work under anyone. Uh, I don't know about other sectors, Satin, but in construction, if someone is working, you know, someone has worked abroad, like, uh, it's very difficult to come and uh, work with work in India for the construction sector, I would say. Mm. It's altogether different scenario. So uh, that was the time, you know, people used to ask me that uh, you come back, uh, come back here, you can have, no, 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 I'm not going to come back. If I'm coming back, it would be my business where I'll be you know, uh, doing in India. Mm. And then, so you had this uh, aspiration that one day when you go back, to India, you will, uh, you know, uh, start your own business. And what happened at Qatar that that made you move back to India? Yeah, that's another interesting story. <laughs> uh, Qatar, Qatar was the best part of my life, I would say, because I had seen, you know, that phase of life where you are a bachelor, where you are married, and you are in between life. Everything, everything. I was in Qatar and had good amount of money in hand, so. I uh, enjoyed a lot in Qatar. Um, the company was one of the best in the world, I would say. Even now, I, you know, I'm connected with those people. Uh, you know, I, I used to keep Mumbai uh, wallpaper on my desktop. Uh, 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 aerial view of Mumbai was my wallpaper. And her project director was passing by and he come to me and said, Hey, Shri, this is Mumbai? I said, yes. Okay, we are going there soon. I said, what? Yeah, we have backed the project there. And we'll be going there soon. Hmm. I was shocked. What? You are going to India and Mumbai? And you know, I I cannot sit there. And I went to everyone and asked, what, what's this? What's this? And uh, you know, uh, my company uh, at that time, it was Boeing's Construction. It's a French company. And they are working worldwide. They're uh, operational in 40 countries. And they're coming to India for the first time. And that too in Mumbai. Hmm. And in Mulund, which is, which is like oh, half an hour away from where I live. So it was like a, and this happened, this I'm telling you in 2012, okay? Hmm. But then the uh, the fairy tale and all it got uh, uh, faded away saying, okay, that project is not in our hand. It's gone from our hand and all. Okay. But in 2016, the project actually started and uh, with people all around the world, the only team who came to India was the people from Qatar. 
the French people who were working in Qatar were mm-hmm. the project director or superintendent or managers. Everyone from Qatar was the team who were, who were deployed in India. And of course, they wanted people who were who worked with them. Yeah. So I was contacted, and you know, who will say no to a job? Who you have know, worked with them for like last six years, and they are coming uh, to a place near to your home. You come back, you stay in your home with your family, with your parents, with your wife and all, and you are working just half an hour away from, uh, no, from your home. Yeah. The same people with the same culture. That that's a dream come true for anyone. And people were like, uh, "You are the luckiest. You should go there and all." And I had a good pay, like they also with with regards to the payment and all. Also, uh, salary was good enough, good mm-hmm. for the standard uh, and the industry standards. So that was the reason I came back to Mumbai uh, in 2016 March. I was like, uh, you know, um, transferred. I would say, but uh, from Middle East to India, it's not transferable. I had to. Uh, I I was terminated from that job, um, yeah. from that project. You know, the visa got cancelled and all, and I, I came to I came happily from that country after my visa got rejected. Uh, it got cancelled. cancelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the case normally. But I was really very happy. It's, it's the same company, it's the same people again, and near uh, my home. So again, it was a, a good movie scene, like. You are waking up. You the boys, your tiffin is getting ready. You're going to job. You come back. You have a family life. Everything was going super duper happy scene, like from Suraj Barjatiya film. <laughs> what What happened is there was something running bad at in the uh, you know the head of departments and all. Uh, our our client, like uh, our uh, recall, the client was Umera Realty. They mm-hmm. and our our um, top people. They had some contractual issues, which the people we don't know, we didn't know about that. They had some contractual issues which were going on for a long time. I see, used to see many French people who come there, and they come. These people come and introduce me because I was an old, uh, old employee of them. They said, "Hey, this is Shri. He was with us in Qatar, and he is now in India. He is a local guy. He is very helpful for us." So they introduced me, and he said, "He is a lawyer uh, for Boeing, and he's come from Hong Kong." I said, "Why, why, why would a lawyer come here?" Hmm. And there was some legal issues ongoing. And one fine day, like it was a Sunday, you know, I was so attached with that company that there was no Sunday or anything for me. I used to go there every day. I went there on a Sunday, and uh, a director came to all the few of us who were working on Sunday. He said, "We have time till Tuesday. If you have any personal belongings, your pen drive or your pen or your goggles or something, take it away." Because we have to vacate the office by Tuesday afternoon, 12 p.m. I was thrown back. I was like, "What? How is this possible? Like, what happened?" So it's a long story. It's a contractual issue and all. We cannot tell it to everyone, but this is the reality. So this is it. So that's so where uh, was the yeah. company shutting down completely or was that like this branch is closing and you know we'll, we'll find you yeah, the branch uh, somewhere the branch else. yes yes this branch is closing hmm. uh what happened is on this tuesday particular tuesday when they said we were we have to leave the office uh everybody was you know queuing up in front of the director's cabin i said why and they were calling me as well come here I said why what hmm. No, we have to ask them for a compensation, like two months' pay, 
and uh, some extra bonus and all because they are uh, denying us upfrontly saying that you should be not coming tomorrow i said go to hell i'm not doing that mm. <laughs> i'm not with them for like you people like last 2 3 months and with them for last 5 and 6 years i cannot do that okay you go and ask and i went away from that and uh, you won't believe sachin uh, mm. i took my shoes and whatever i kept my personal things i went there and uh, took it off the next day uh, i got a call from our office saying okay you come to powai we had an office in powai uh, rented mm. space you know you need an office if you are a company you need an office so there was a uh, rented office space in powai wherein i went there the director said to me that uh, she i know that we are old people like he also called other few other people who were from qatar and said that we uh, i know you are all the old people who stood every time with the, with the company so we will see for sure we will see somewhere some place for you uh, but for others we have ended it uh, yesterday so let's see what we can do for you mm. and it was like uh, you know the nationality was um, uh, it was diverse nationalities french someone was from cyprus and someone was from you know chinese guy from hong kong mm. and some different nationalities so everyone went to their own uh, countries for their own uh, because they are working there for uh, like 20 30 years so they they were like you know just transferred from one place to another not it's not easy for us both so i was also trying to connect try to connect with my old other few managers who were you know working in hong kong macau and the qatar project was already in a, uh, the project i was i had my visa cancelled and all i didn't mm-hmm. have a plan to go back to qatar okay if something in uk or macau hong kong i am okay so they were also ready for uh, you know taking me back and all uh, i'd say you know that time that was the crucial part of my life i had no job i had bought a new house mm. the girl, uh, the bank had given me you know uh, my this thing the loan uh, what do you call sanction letter everything i have to start yeah. my emi from next month uh and i have no job and it was the same time when our honorable prime minister put the what do you call that uh, road bandi or yeah the, the uh, demonetization demonetization yeah demonetization of 500000 rupees notes i was like uh, a football like being kicked by everyone from every corner mm. and okay so what i said was okay now it's the time and when i came back to india i think i thought that okay now i used to say whenever i will go back i'll do a business but now i'm here again for a job but it's for a reason because i have i'm with the same company with the same people with the same work culture and it stopped abruptly so i said now my uh, you know the plan has all shattered so i have either to go back out of india or start a business in india so this was the point yeah. and i had nothing in my hands like no experience of business no friend circle in the business because i had all my friends all my friends even online or offline major majority of my friends are living out of india mm. those in india i had no connection for last few years even if i call them and all they were like you know uh, yeah. they said yeah. like uh, taunting but okay you are yeah. here now yeah okay 
so you finally you are here so what how about your business so <laughs> this was the situation at that time when you, this this was the time when mm-hmm. you lost your job you don't have any mm-hmm. income anymore you have an mm-hmm. you have emis coming up right mm-hmm. every month you need to pay mm-hmm. your uh, emis mm-hmm. and how were you planning to uh, you know pay those emis if we start a business you're going to have to need mm-hmm. a lot of money right to start a business right right so as i said the boss called me and said that we have uh, no a given termination or letter to everyone but you are the special ones so he gave me 5 months salary mm. and at one check and said this is the best i can do for you and if i can take you on board uh, it would be my pleasure what happened is at the same time to add to what i am going through my wife got pregnant mm. okay so that point i had to decide uh, i had uh, i said okay now it's the time i have to take strong decisions i said i'm not going abroad i said now with kid i cannot go leaving these people behind and then they will come i don't know i don't know like, i cannot do that and i had my emis to pay right so i had my this good friend of mine his name is girish uh I called him for the house warming of my, my the newly bought house. I said, "Hey Girish, please uh, come for my house warming party." Mm. And he said, "Hey, what happened? Why your voice is so low?" I said, "Hey, nee, there's something bad going on. What happened?" He said, "I said him all the things like the job is gone and all." He was shocked and he said, "Okay, okay, we will meet later." And like two three days later, he said, "If you are free, just." Mm. Uh, hop along i'm going to a site in uh, far away like this uh, place in kasara who's like 50 60 kilometers away from our place if you are no if you are okay you can join me i said okay i'm doing nothing i'll join you and while going he said oh, what are your plans we discussed this that and what kirish does i would say he was uh, he, uh, his father is a developer he's a builder and he Uh, used to design RCC structures. So he was into design of RCC. So I'd say that construction in civil engineering there are different fields. There is design, there is planning, there is quality control, and then there is uh, production work, which actually happens on site. Yes, like production supervision. So I was a part of that production supervision part for all my you know, all my career. And Girish was a designer. Uh, hmm. first job was in design so he used to do no he used to do his job but also he used to a part time like a weekend job like he used to design uh, for few people for his father's projects at all he is the uh, structural designer he said if you are okay you can you know, come on weekends and sit with me we can do something together and all i said i'm i'm not i'm available all week why to come on weekend yeah i'll start coming from tomorrow it's at that point of time i used to realize that what happens in india i never knew because i never worked in india hmm. and uh, at that point of time i realized that there is thing called structural audit wherein we check the buildings for its uh, you know the condition of the building and all and i went deep into it and i said girish okay so this is how we will do it we will do it together 
he said I, I cannot do that i don't have time because weekdays i am on my job and weekends i still have other things to do if you are able to do you can take my office and you can do it i don't have any issue and then i got into it i i saw that i need some certification you know some license or certifications to do those things so that i am authorized to do those type of uh, audits hmm. and i acquired those like with my experience and uh, my you know degree and all i did that application i gave a few exams i got certified as a chartered engineer from indian uh, engineers institution kolkata wow. so that was my first certification as a chartered engineer and with mm. that certificate and again my experience i applied to the local municipal corporation kdmc kalyandu village municipal corporation they mm. issued me a license that i could do structural audits in the kdmc zone kalyandu village zone mm. so that that was the point like okay now we are going to this part we will start doing with the structural audit so that was the point when i realized okay now uh, this is the time i'm not going back anywhere out of india i'm yeah. not going to work with anyone so this is the point where you know all the destiny the gods or the evils or the nice people the bad people the relatives or friends everyone they brought me and put me at this point of the world where from now i have only one path ahead that is being your own boss Maggi, when you know, from the time when you started going to Girish's office and mm. you know sitting with him, mm. uh, and he was into the design part of it, and mm. but where did you see that opportunity of structural audit specifically? Because uh, you know, here the government has made it mandatory to do structural audits after fifteen years. After you know, fifteen years of your building, you have to mm. do structural audit. so they used to the society management they used to search for those people who can do structural audits and they call people you know uh, hey, you do structural audit you need, we want to do it for our building then uh, like girish or any other person like no we don't do that because we are into designing and all so they cut the phone mm. i said why we should not go for that and there and at that point of time mm. girish also introduced me to one another person who happens to me you know the major part of what i am his name is hemant uh, hemant munke and he is into uh, building repairs and building repairs and maintenance so that's where like he also said me that you can do audits and we are into repairs business so you know we can both work together mm. uh, a tandem work so right. you do the lab testing and i will do the operation if someone yeah. comes for an operation i can say go to this lab get it uh, checked first come here and i will do the operation so okay. that's when you know i got connected with him and i saw the potential in that business that mm. people you know they actually don't know about their structure and we can help them out yeah and from from the time when you started applying for the uh, for the license and getting the certification um mm-hmm. how long was that process how you know to because all this is government uh, yeah but work, uh, right? to my surprise it happened very quickly like it happened within a span of i would say 6 uh, months or maximum 8 months it all mm-hmm. uh, and it happened so fast mm-hmm. because of the experience certificates that i attached 
was from alec it was from buick construction and uh, you know these these things played a major role that right. okay you had worked with these multinational companies yeah so we are delighted to give you that certification so maggi at at this point you you spent you've spent about 6 to 8 months um, mm-hmm. trying to set up the uh, the required paperwork for you to start mm-hmm. business and start earning some money out of it mm-hmm. and so from an income perspective it looks like mm-hmm. for 6 8 months you didn't have mm-hmm. the salary that you used to get for the last uh, 10 years you've been getting salary Never. every month and now you don't right <laughs> so how did you run your family how did you pay your bill how did you pay the emi for the house uh, during mm-hmm. this period it happened only because you know i saved good money when i worked abroad mm. and that thanks to my wife because if she had not been there like i would have still been spending all this money for waste useless electronic items like laptop and this gadget and that gadget and she'd never like gadgets and she said like don't buy these things yeah and and that's when i self realized that okay we need to save money and i for so many years like for it's been like 6 or 7 years till my marriage and i haven't saved anything i'm just spending <laughs> yeah. because i'm nobody is asking me back home like my parents were okay they my dad retired and he was uh, with my mom uh, he was you know uh, running with their pension and all so since they are not asking me anything i'm thinking that everything is good and i can use this money for you know just uh, spending it Spend for it. useless yeah. things yeah yeah but yeah. then my wife made it realize that we should be saving these things so that oh, when we go back some day we should mm. have something in our hands and that's the money which helped that's mm. the money which helped me buying this house by paying some amount up front and the rest from the bank yeah that's the amount which helped me for those 8 to 10 months which you said me uh, mm. when i had not a single rupee coming into my pocket and i would say even now a part of life it's still being running from that money yeah yeah so so it was uh, you know that point of my life where in my wife came in and she said that you should stop spending your money like this so i saved started saving money yeah that that's a very important lesson out there uh, for for all the listeners right that saving is so important here and that's what saved yes. literally the saving saved yes. you yes 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 it literally saved me even now i would say you know uh, uh, taking money whenever i used you know uh, as no income like as no business for a few days or few months uh, then what i can do i have to you know go back to my uh, this things okay from where i can take some money from my investment and all so i used to think hey i'm no rigging up the basement i'm 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 eating my basement of my uh, entire structure this is not i should do i should be doing i have made this is my foundation it should be strong for the rest of my life so that the rest of the building above can be you know um, staying alive so that again drives me okay so i'm doing something bad due to which i'm not getting business and due to which due to this reason i'm coming to the foundation and you know uh chipping off that part of it so i go back running search for a business and put that money again in that uh, basement and keep my building strong magi mm-hmm. i think we're going to have to take a pause here and 
Yeah. We will continue in part two. This was part one of the story. And in our part two, we're going to start with how you started the business and your uh, what you're doing currently in Avishkar Consultants and the way yeah. forward. So this is going to be a you know the second part of the story is going to be even more interesting this has been a fantastic first half of the story thank you so much for sharing your story with us thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your journey with us Magi. my pleasure my pleasure thanks Sachin, for bringing out these things like you know uh, never nobody you know come and ask for these things like what happened how you came along like they just see the good things or uh, they ignore, you know, they, they only focus on the bad things. But your questions and your this uh, this podcast is fantastic. No, I, I, I even I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed my time talking with you. Being you know, we were so close for so many years, but we never talked about these things. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's good to you know <clears throat> go through the whole journey like this, and it uh, it opens up so many. It, it, it just uh, opens up our mind in a way, right? <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. It opened up my mind. And I would say <laughs> the second part will be more interesting. Like uh, I would be, you know, I'll be uh, um, saying what we do. Maybe it can be a bit technical, but hmm. still it should be, you know, uh, it should be a part so that people know what we do and yeah. what are the future plans and what we are up to. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Muggy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was Muggy Srinivasan Mudaliar, founder of Avishkar Consultants, and you've been listening to Be Your Own Boss.